You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you Everyone and a lot of readers have like their own different interpretations of the cards. And the longer that you read them, the more these like certain cards mean to you. Like it might mean something different to one person than the other. So with the tarot cards and then with my like intuition that I just feel like I have, like things that I just think of and whatever in my readings, I'll go off on that and kind of give my clients like a little knowledge about what could be coming in with the future or like what problems. And I keep it all positive because I'm like so anti-negative. So every reading that I have is positive. It's like a happy readings. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 247. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hello. Hello. So, um, I don't know. Normally we have some cute personal anecdote, but I'm out. <laughs> That's because you're crabby. I am crabby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did our photo shoot last weekend. That is true. Well, we shared one. Yeah. Uh, last i guess last week i guess it was two weekends ago oh was it two yeah weeks? okay but uh but yeah we share so we will have more of those coming for people those those are fun the dog snuck into a few oh my gosh she's so cute <laughs> our little podcast puppy she's so adorable the way she just jumps in to the frame yeah we've got some good ones yes so i can't wait to share them with you guys we can update the website mm-hmm. it's been a few years since we've done that it has and yeah. it's been like oh i don't know between the two of us almost like 75 pounds <laughs> <laughs> also that yeah totally <laughs> so um well i guess uh what pray tell do you have in store for people this week <sighs> oh 
I don't even want to talk about this rust stuff, but we got to. <laughs> okay. We, and uh, studios, they're they're going to be reopening. We have like some more updates on that. There was an outage this week that caused outrage. Uh, Gasp. <laughs> I know, right? The new Barry dude. Yeah, he's on Mad Money today. Okay. Um, well, um, by the time you hear this, it will have already happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday when this comes out, it'll already have right. been out there. Um, uh, <laughs> we're going to visit with John Mill. Of course. Uh, we're going to, you know, John has been stirring up some shit yes. this week. He had a video banned. A banned video. Mm-mm-mm. Goodness. So we're going to talk about that. We've got some supply chain stuff to chat with him about, some Nordic track news. Uh, and then, of course, all of our instructors are everywhere. We have a visit from Dr. Jin. This time it's how to not stay up late. And then we have a visit from MetPro. How to be a caretaker and still take care of yourself. We're going to talk about artist collaborations and a bunch of in case you missed it stuff. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. Presumably, you already know that because you're hearing me. Hello. Uh, but you can also, while you're there, follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe if you just drifted in, checking this out for the first time, you should uh, keep checking it out. And if you really like it and you want to help us out, doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, while you're on your podcast server of choice, maybe leave us a review so people that come along after you know that uh, we got the goods. That would be delightful. So you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. It's a great place to the group especially to start conversations and engage with not just us, but other listeners. It's like the OPP, only less so in a good way. And you can always watch these on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the clip out. And finally, don't forget, we have a newsletter. You can sign up for that at our website, theclipout.com, where you can stay up to date on things and you can get all the links and things of that nature sent to you in a weekly digest. So there's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. So the New York Post we will let you decide your opinion of the New York Post, but please, by all means, don't tell us. We exactly. don't care. <laughs> tell the New York Post what you think of them, the not me. The New York me. Post has an article about how Peloton hid rust and corrosion on bikes that it sold to customers. Now, I think this is actually them repurposing a tidbit from the Financial Times. Had it is. It is. A, uh, an article that was roughly the length of a Russian novel. Yes, that's like, about right. That's that was a right. long article. Right. Holy smokes. But I think this was buried in there and they kind of pulled, pulled it, out. it out so they could beat up on Peloton a little bit. Yeah. And it was it was actually to that point, not only repurposed by the New York for the New York Post, but several different outlets. Yeah. Uh, the reason I mentioned that is because a lot of people did say, hey, the New York Post is very sensationalist. I have no doubt. It but, is. Absolutely. But here's the thing. The, the information that it's based on is accurate and real. It came from the Financial Times and it's based on actual reports that they obtained. So, right. like, this isn't just like somebody said a thing. And that matters because if this really happened, we need to hold Peloton accountable. So, my understanding from reading this is that there was direction that it was okay to send out bikes if they were lightly rusted. <laughs> However, bikes that were not lightly, they were very rusted, were also sent out. And then they didn't do much about that. And it was also <laughs> labeled Operation Ten Man. 
That's pretty tacky. That's pretty. Just the operation name is pretty tacky. Well, and then the name it after something that Rust is that's, also. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, like it just it just says like, oh, we know exactly what we're doing, right. and we're doing this on purpose. Yes. I mean, even if only bikes that went out were lightly rusted, the fact that this is named Operation Ten Man is just really gross to me. Yeah, I don't disagree. So I'm just curious. Years and years ago, long time oh, listeners yes. of the podcast. Everybody's been bringing this up. Well, we'll remember that <laughs> yes. there was a guy claiming that his bike was rusted and his bike looked like. It, it looked like it had been at the bottom of an ocean yeah, for 50 years. Yes, it looked <laughs> like he had traveled forward in time mm-hmm. and yeah and found a bike that was like 300 years old and then brought it back in time to show to people like yes. i cannot fathom what anyone could have done to have gotten their bike that rusted that quickly agreed and uh not only that but it became a huge issue this was actually back in 2017 for anybody who's counting yes um i know we have a lot of new listeners so i want to make sure they know yes. this happened years and years ago it turned into a whole thing there was a they they put together a special website for it it was called like rust bucket or something like, something that. like that and they were like really trying to like lay on lean on the pressure to publicly shame peloton and it worked for this soul rusted bike that we were all kind of given side eye to yeah it's like that doesn't seem right the thing is um i still feel that way funny enough even hearing this now because this this sounded like this is from 2021 this article this report this is not something that happened in 2017, 18, 19, 20. Totally. So, I also tend to land in the same place that they're not connected because if they were, you would think we would have heard lots of reports of this in the five year period. Yeah. It's not that I've never heard another instance of it, but I have seen more instances of it in the last 12 months. There was a huge swath of time between 2017 and this year where I heard nothing. Right. And then all of a sudden it started coming up again. But it was happening regularly enough that I actually believed it this time. Sure. Um, so, you know, for whatever it's worth, this is another thing Peloton's got to deal with. And regardless of whether you like it, you lump it, whatever, it's, <laughs> it happened. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. It sucks. And I really hope they get their shit together. I yeah, yeah. I, is, so is there any inclination as, or indication as to like why suddenly this is an issue? No, there isn't. I'm not hearing anything. There's been some theories that have surfaced. Uh, one is that they were using bikes that came back and they were repurposing them and kind of pushing them off as new. I have no proof, right, none right. whatsoever the, that the, is a thing. That's the theory out there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they sat in a warehouse for a long time. And I like I I know that if there's no if there's no liquid, how is it happening? Well, and also (laughs) like with everybody like on 10 week waits for Pelotons, how is anything sitting in a warehouse for any amount of time? I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Like to me, it just does not make sense. The only the only thing I can think of is the long shipping times to get from Taiwan over to the United States. I mean, they were literally on an ocean on a boat for okay. God knows how long. Yeah. In the middle of the worst of it. You know, right. maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, it's a total guess. I really don't know. I hate to even give that theory because I'm afraid, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of just people grumping at me like I'm the one causing all <laughs> right. of this. And it's yes. like, <laughs> just. I kind of just don't even care. Isn't that awful? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. Like, it's like you get a lot of attention. And so it's like 
and no matter you're reporting a story and then people are mad at you because they don't <laughs> think it's true or how dare you say that when yeah. you're just like I'm just telling you what people are saying right, like that's literally right. the whole purpose for our existence yeah exactly so, and you know for the people that are like I just want to talk about the happy stuff me too yeah. Peloton get your shit together so we can go back <laughs> to talking about happy stuff that would I would love that yes like love it and we do have have happy stuff there is a lot up. of happy stuff coming up yes we just started with this because I mean rust what are you gonna do yeah so <laughs> absolutely and if anybody does want to check out the original version of the rust gate or rusty gate i don't know but uh, <laughs> but that was on episode 32 of the clip out that's how long ago oh it was my God. It, that episode came out on december 1st of 2017 there you go so that's how long ago we've been reporting on this so we've, we've been at this for for a bit now a little bit yeah <laughs> That was a great story, though. Whew, that got crazy. It did. So we reported last week. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. We reported last week that the studios were getting ready to reopen soon. And in the middle of all that, look what you came across buried on the Peloton webpage. Yeah, this came from one of our listeners. You know, they saw this over on the Peloton studio page coming soon. What's interesting is that it was up briefly. In the middle of the homecoming website that is no more. Right. But I'll be back up shortly. And it was an FAQ mention. That was it. Yeah. So then this pops up. But the one on the FAQ said September of 2022. Actually, I lied. It said fall of 2022. Okay. So the reason that's important for anybody who's newish, Peloton has a very, very <laughs> strong history of calling fall all the way up until December 20th. Right. They, they're very calendar based yeah. and literal with their transit yeah. translation or definition of fall because they had told you you would get your tread in the fall mm -hmm. of whatever year that was. Mm -hmm. and, 2018. And you literally got it on like what, December 19th? Yeah, it was either that or December 20th. But the point being that even though they said fall, we cannot assume September. I made that mistake with the tread. Do yes. not do not do that, guys. But at any rate, here's the thing. It says opening soon. Yeah. The fall is not soon. <laughs> That's six months away. I guess maybe considering how long we've been dealing with the pandemic, it's soon. Pshaw. <laughs> Pshaw, I say. I don't know. I'm taking bets. Is it really the fall or do we think it's going to happen sooner? I've got everything going from people. I've heard everything from people. It's going to be homecoming. They got people saying it's going to be next week because it's two years to the day that it closed. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't um, think that's how these things work. I said next week. I meant next month sometime in March. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I well, don't know. next week is next month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how about that? Oh, yeah. That's how time works. Totally. So I don't know. It's interesting. We will see. We'll see if fall is soon. Let's find out, guys. <laughs> A website called Protocol.com has an article, What Peloton's Warehouse Workers Really Think About All Those Layoffs. Yeah. First of all, shout out to St. Louis. Of all the warehouses in the country, they right. could have focused on St. Louis. That's probably because of the clip out. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But actually, I thought this was a great article uh, for anybody who's like, oh, more negativity. Yeah. Here's the thing. This actually was a fairly positive article in that no one was happy about it, but they all saw the writing on the wall. Right. Um, and they really loved their jobs and they're just hoping they get good jobs that are going to replace what they had at Peloton. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and they all really loved their jobs of delivering Peloton. 
to people. So I send good thoughts out to these folks. I hope everybody does get a new job very yeah. soon. Some of these people that, that were interviewed, they've already had interviews for jobs and it's looking good. So cross your fingers. Well, based on data, there's never been a better time to be looking for a job. Not Absolutely. That, you, know, you never want to get laid off, obviously, but it seems like it's a really good job market if you're a worker. So there's right. that. Right. Maybe they can start delivering some tonals. I've, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So when we look back, we will tell our children two stories or our grandchildren two stories. Mm -hmm. One, what we did during the pandemic and two, what we did during the great Peloton outage of 2022. Do you think it's going to start with Peloton or the pandemic? Probably Peloton. I just think so. because we'll be very concerned about clicks. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the clickbait. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, it's been a while since there's been a really big outage for Peloton. And yeah. uh, I don't think it was a Peloton thing because Slack was out too, like across the world. <laughs> I thought I saw somebody say it was related to the AWS system. That, yeah, you know, so that maybe kinda, it was like the node or whatever technical term. Yeah, that they is that the on. little creature that ruins Domino pizzas? Yeah. The yeah. node? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's not, not at all. Oh, okay. No. It's some, I don't even Avoid know. If that's the node. <laughs> that's that's our advice to Peloton. I truly don't remember what the technical term is. I just know that there's like there's like places each company lives, and AWS. I'm pretty sure they like share the server space, right. and it's like they become virtual servers. So like. If they share a virtual server together, then both of them could have been affected by it. Yeah. So I think whatever it was, it wasn't a terrible long time, but it did cause a lot of stress for people who had one, never experienced it. Yeah. And two, I saw that there were some people that uh, they didn't know that it was down for hours. And so they were trying to fix their bike. They were oh, on the phone oh, with... May was one of those people, yeah. May May. And she was on the phone for a long time oh. trying to get it fixed. Poor thing. Yeah. And uh, how did customer service not know? Yeah, like, that's true. On. You think they'd be like, oh, it's system-wide, not, not, not your end. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but we all trudge on. Yes. We're back. We, came back up a few hours later. We was, made it to the other side. Yep. And, I saw some marks safe from Peloton outage yes, yesterday. So and I saw goodness. a press release uh, from Peloton where uh, Barry McCarthy blamed John Foley. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> that seems in keeping yeah, with how the I weekend mean, went. Hey, Zing! If it ain't broke, you know. <laughs> you know, they say you can always blame the last guy for like, what, six months? Yeah. So, you, so mm -hmm. yeah. That's t typically how that works. Yeah. So for our listeners in the UK, or as I like to say, the UK. Oh my goodness, we haven't brought out the UK in a long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make it a thing. You're going to make it a thing? I am going to make it a thing. Fetch isn't a thing. Yeah, <laughs> right, because the UK is far superior. So anyway, uh, Peloton uh, has expanded their partnership with Vitality, which I guess is like a uh, some sort of... HMO. I don't have those because I got socialized medicine over there. But it's it's insurance of some kind. Yes. I don't really know all the details about it. But if you scroll down, they had some cool stuff here. Basically, it's going to be part of Vitality at Home, and they're going to offer Vitality members extended free trial access to the Peloton app. But now, I'm sorry, they were already doing that. And now they are going to be launching the first of the kind partnership for Peloton in the UK, where they will be able to buy the bike, bike plus or tread and get rewarded with, get this, up to 40% cash back based on the number of Peloton workout days that they record on a monthly basis. Wow. Yeah. So you can get up to 630 euros back. 
Wow, that's a that's a pretty cool deal. And that's on the bike. It was like it was double that for the tread. Right. So very, so very cool. Yeah. Looks like we're going to have to move to the UK. Yeah. Right. Uh, and also that was from one of our listeners as well. Thank you very much. The New York Times has an article about Peloton's new CEO and the tough road ahead. This is a there's a lot to unpack in this this article. I mean, a lot. If you have not read it, please, please, please sign up for our newsletter and get this this weekend, because there is a lot to read here. (laughs) The thing that struck me as probably the most interesting, I don't have the right word for it. Intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with intriguing is the proposed pricing changes. Uh, So Bear Bear. We don't have John John anymore. Bear Bear. <laughs> uh, he he was saying that he would like to see the price of the bike up front be lower, but then raise the monthly fee. Uh, and so from $39 to, he said, let's say $79 or $80. So a lot of people took that to mean, and Tom, I want to see if you read this the same way. A lot of people took that to mean that it was just like the bike is now if you buy it on finance that he was just raising it in line with that. And I was like, but the difference is you never stop paying it. And maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe, maybe he was saying that like you do that for a couple of years and then it goes down. But I did not interpret it that way at all. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure how, how to interpret it. And it was kind of vague and, you know, it sounds like probably on purpose. Sure. <laughs> and it sounds like you know, almost like they're moving to, towards like a cell phone model, right? It Where does. it's like you get the new iPhone and then you use that. And then, you know, but if that's the case, then they need to keep making new versions of the bike to get people to keep re-upping at that price and then what do you do with the old bikes when you come and get them you know i i don't know i know you know initially when they were rolling out the bike plus they thought they were going to get this influx of bikes that they would have a you know a resale program on and then that didn't come to fruition because people could sell them so easily on the open market on the open market rather than you know returning them to peloton for a credit so I don't know. Like there's there's so many questions with this trial balloon that he floated that it's really hard to make any sort of real assumptions about what it means. It is. And, you know, this is the new world we're in. I no longer feel like I have any kind of feeling about where we're going to go with it. Yeah. Um, before, I would have been like, this is what I feel like based on yeah. the past. And I don't have that feeling anymore. Well, um, I, I will predict my feeling on okay, it okay. is it, where the path we will take is whatever path they think is going to generate the most revenue for them. Well, yeah, I, I know I, that. But, <laughs> I, but I mean, I think that like and if they think they can get 80 bucks and, oh, for and sure. you'll keep paying it, even when your bike would have kind of been paid off then that's what they'll do if they think they can get away with it still less than the cost of a gym and you're still having multiple people on it so i think there's a good point with that but uh i don't know i don't know we'll we'll see i don't think this is gonna go even if this goes into place i don't think it's gonna affect people that have already bought the bike because he specifically said for going forward so if you're on the fence and this is like keeping you from buying a bike i don't think it should i think you should buy it before this happens yeah like i i don't think that they would i'm not saying that they'll never raise the price for people who already have a bike i mean obviously subscription prices go up Mm -hmm. netflix but um or amazon yeah But I don't think that they could get away with upping the price to that level if you've already purchased your bike outright. I just... It doesn't seem likely. Yeah. But that's where we're at because that's the thing. We don't know what this guy's going to do. Right. At the end of the day, you know, he was a CFO. I know that, like, he wasn't just a leader of other companies. He was a CFO. So he is focused 
laser focused on money. Right. Um, and it's different world. It is a very totally. different world. There were a lot of zingers in this article. A lot. I did not like it. I did not like it at all. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was very aggressive, very aggressive. You know, we, we are a family and I don't think I'm really a fan of we're not a family. We're a team. And if you don't catch the ball when we throw it to you downfield, you're cut. You're out of here. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've always kind of I've never really liked when people say we're a family because you're not a family. I, I mean, and, and you know, because it, it's like, I don't know about your family. I mean, we're both Irish, but I like I come from a very large family, right? I have like yeah. four. I like legit have 40 first cousins. Yeah. Just on my dad's side. And as large as our family is, we've never laid off twenty eight hundred of them. That's true. Right. That's and true. so. No, that that is an so, excellent point. So when people say we're just a family, I'm like, well, you're. Or we're a family like, oh, you're a family, I guess, as long as the company's chugging along well. But as soon as there's a problem, you ain't a family anymore. So like, like I've always. I think think that's a fair point. I guess I guess the one that really got to me the most was the whole like, yeah, well, Jill was a problem and John already fixed it. I didn't like that. I didn't. It was just tacky. There was definitely some inartful phrasing yeah and and some of the things he said and i but i also like i think that's his shtick right he's tough love and that's what they're gonna do yeah and and i think he's saying batten down the hatches and justify your existence well this is the paradigm we're working under now i just i don't know that i love this version of peloton i loved the version that had a heart and (laughs) speaking of tin man Company doesn't have a heart right now. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not I'm I, not in love with this version. So. I think you're going to have to separate your definition of Peloton. I'm not there yet. There's the front facing Peloton of when you're on the bike. And then there's the corporate Peloton. Like you don't have to like NBC to like the office. That right? is absolutely and, true. But and I think that's what you got going on here. I'm not there. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't know if I can ever get there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I said, I, I think that's just where we're at now. Yeah. It'd be nice if they'd let us interview him. I'd like to I'd like to ask Bear Bear a few questions. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, and I like, don't either. Fully, They're never going to fully listened. I'm not saying to every episode, but fully listened to the show. Sometimes he was a fan. I promise you. Barry's never heard of us. Yeah. I bet you they're keeping us away from him. Yeah. Unless he's got a Google alert on his name. And then, but he's popping up in so many places at this point. Yeah. That I don't he's think he's got people for that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to start reading like the New York Times and the Washington Post. I'll get to the cliff out later. <laughs> All right. What's next? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Barry. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Barry, as we alluded to earlier, he's going to be on Mad Money. Well, it's tonight when we're recording, but it will be have already occurred by the time you you hear this. So that makes me worried. I'm like, oh, are we going to have, have to record again? We're going to have to re-record a segment because he's going to say something. Barry, for God's <laughs> sakes, don't everybody. say anything sensational. Send everybody into a tizzy. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you just keep it calm? Yes. Until like next Tuesday. Yes. That'd be cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Uh, I'll be uh, reading for updates and then. Yeah, that's all on that. And then we have another top level Peloton person moving on. Yeah, this might have been previously announced, but she just posted such a nice little uh, email here. Jessica Kleeman, we were 
privileged enough to meet we her. We were. She was very nice to us. Very, very nice. Uh, she says as she closes out her chapter at One Peloton this week after an incredible four years, she wants to thank all of her teammates who have made this the best job she's ever had. It's been fun, uplifting, and inspiring, and it's also been challenging, emotional, and stressful, particularly during the constant roller coaster of the last year. Can't even imagine. Yeah. But she wouldn't have done it any other way. She will miss being part of the Peloton team and seeing all of her amazing global communication colleague faces every day. And she remains a passionate member who will be cheering from the sidelines. Uh, she looks forward to recharging, reconnecting with friends and family. Good hey. for her for getting some time to herself. And you have that shirt. I do have that shirt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have like everything she was just wearing. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> that was the original collection. Yes. <laughs> Clip out. So how cool was it to see Tonal in the Super Bowl? So cool. Serena Williams, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And so many other athletes are using Tonal these days. How many pounds are you up to, Tom? How many have you lifted? You're like over well over two million now. Yeah, I'm like two and two point four, something so, like that. So cool. And I get to lift again. It's in the middle of mm -hmm. my program. So I am doing four weeks to fat loss too. And uh, I love that it's like having a personal trainer and it tells me exactly how much I'm going to be lifting and then it changes the weights automatically for me and it also increases the weights automatically for me. And sometimes it decreases the weights automatically for me. <laughs> That's true because sometimes <laughs> sometimes it will be set up. The program that you're doing will be set up to give more reps. Yeah. And because it's more reps, it will give you a lighter weight. Uh, it's amazing. That's a positive outlook to have on that. It is, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it, but also, no matter your experience level, Tonal has thousands of personalized workouts from strength training to hit yoga boot camp, bar, and more that help you unlock your strongest self. And if you would like to try Tonal, you can do so for 30 days in your own home. Tonal is so confident you'll love it. They offer a full money back guarantee. You can get Tonal from $63 a month and 0% interest over 48 months. Visit Tonal.com for a limited time to get $100 off when you use promo code THECLIPOUT at checkout. That's T-O-N-A-L.com promo code THECLIPOUT. Tonal, be your strongest. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? It's happening. <laughs> oh, the energy. Go. It's good. That's right. It's good. Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. got the energy like you've uh, been a little bit of a troublemaker this week. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Look at you. Oh. I didn't know you were like that. You know, well, I start. I didn't proud. realize it's going to create problems. But I, kinda, <laughs> I mean, actually. But you know, when I first made that parody, it was like a good thing. It, it was, was a good like, thing. Totally. And we should probably say for, for people that oh, aren't watching, so right. they know what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Like you, you made a parody video about Barry McCarthy's uh, staff meeting and you incorporated <laughs> footage of Morgan Freeman's first staff meeting <laughs> in the, uh, in, from the classic movie Lean on Me. But, right. but didn't you repurpose a, an original parody? That this isn't yes. this from one of your original ones that was just like I don't rem I don't remember what the yeah. joke was in that one other than it was just hilarious seeing all the different instructors. Yeah, the original parody was a Chase Tucker parody. And so it starts out with me just taking a Chase Tucker class and he's just so uh, it was just so difficult. The class was so difficult. and He was <laughs> such a great instructor. I start wondering, like, who trained all these instructors <laughs> to be so great? <laughs> 
And so then I, you know, think back in time and that's when the parody starts, you know, the real meat to the parody starts. And it shows John Foley going to Morgan Freeman or Mr. Clark and trying to get him to go train his instructors. And he finally convinces Mr. Clark to do it. And then this all this scene kicks in where he's like talking to the instructors and he's, you know, hard ass and all that. So that was the original parody. But. Since the New York Times dropped that article and, we, you know, Barry McCarthy was like really like, you know, talking direct. Like very so direct. direct. Yes. direct. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, a easy, that's a good way to say it. He was it a very direct. And so I thought that aligns very well to the ending of that pet Chase Tucker parody. It so does. It does. So <laughs> then you tried to share it in the uh, OPP. Denied. <laughs> Got your hand slapped. <laughs> yeah, they denied that. I, I mean, I guess I understand. I mean, I, I guess it could have started something. I kind of no? don't. No, because if you're going to go out there in public and you're going to say that stuff on news networks, yeah, you need to take Plus, some shit. I mean, how, many sh- how many shitty things do people say about Peloton and the OPP? But right? This, this is a bridge is a too dumpster far. fire. <laughs> and this well, is I hilarious. Mean, and it got cut down. What? I mean, everywhere else I posted it, whether whether on Instagram or, you know, in my group or page or on my personal, you know, Facebook, everybody's just cracking up. So I mean, no, it's funny. No malice or hate right. came from it. It was a lot of laughter. Yeah, I but wonder I, guess- I wonder if the, if that is because there's already like this kind of like feeling of fear over at Peloton right now. And so they denied it because they are afraid that Barry is going to see it and uh, yeah. blame whoever let it go up. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, because I don't know that he has the kind of sense of, I don't know. I mean, he might have the kind right. of sense of humor. I'm saying I truly don't uh, know whether or not he has the sense yeah. of humor to appreciate that. Because it's, it, you know, I think I think if you had done that exact same thing for John Foley, he would have laughed. Right. Like, I think he right. would have laughed at it. Yes. And I don't, I, I mean, we don't we don't really know what to think of Barry <laughs> other than what he puts out there in his, uh, his interviews. It's which, very direct. It's, everything I've seen so far. I'm not picking up on a sense of humor from Bear Bear. How about you? They may have known some I didn't. Right. And that's why. <laughs> They didn't let that go on the OPMP. I don't know. I think they're like, yeah, they're they firing people left and right over here. It ain't worth the risk. I'm not taking any chances. I'm not going to be the one to let that video go. Well, I don't blame them. I don't either. But it, but it does make you, you give a little side eye, like I said, compared to some of the stuff you see in there. But It does. Okay. It does. Okay. So uh, then uh, you were also kind of talking this week in your group about all the uh, rescheduled deliveries that are afoot. Can we hear this in your Martin Lawrence voice? Can you do possible? (laughs) I don't know if I can do the Martin Lawrence voice, you know, actually. Okay. But I wrote it out as I assumed it would, (laughs) as I heard it in my head. Because you have to translate these things, right? Right. You write these things. This is a blog post at Peloton. You got to translate it. And it was Barry McCarthy. He was very direct. Yes. Right. Yeah. It sounded like he was basically saying, Whoever did logistics before, they screwed up and now we're going to fix it, which th- that was kind of a little harsh. A little so bit. Harsh. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. Let and me so- let me just read it for everybody. This is just the first one. I won't read all of them. As many okay. of you may know, our previous and this is this is bolded by John previous leadership team made certain decisions during covid regarding the supply chain and operations that did not work. We're sorry for what happened and now stand committed to taking a better approach. 
I mean, right. zing. Right. Zing. Yeah, it felt like zing. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to just be very, you know, open with, yeah, and people are going to get uh, rescheduled and you're going to see some delays and we'll compensate you for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're hitting so, the reset button, which they got to much faster than the pause button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was to me, it was just another indication of what, what I've been hearing from Barry, which I, I know it's not all everyone doesn't like it. As an investor, I, I'm kind of liking no, I, I get it. I get I it, John. I do. It's like oh. from an investor, it does make sense, right? This dude is all about brass tacks. He is going to get in there. Right. He's going to say what he thinks, and it's going to be all right. about making money. But man, as yeah. the person who fell in love with this company, yuck, yuck, yeah. yuck, double yuck. Don't <laughs> like it. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> no, it's like I don't. I know. I know. I go ooh, and then I go yay, ooh. <laughs> yay, ooh. <laughs> Like, yeah, I keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, I'm the pragmatist here. I, I'm just like, I, yeah, I mean, given what's been going on, like they, there's things that they need to adjust and, and there's going to be a lot can of adjust it without being snotty. I, yeah, I, I mean, you can, but I think at this level, like he needs to send a message top down that says, and this is how he's doing it. Huh? And so I, yeah. I get that it's going to rub some people the wrong way. And I, and I think it's purposeful. Oh, I, I agree I, with I mean, that. I think I think when he hears people saying they've been rubbed the wrong way, he's like, "Good, rub your ass yeah. on the way out." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, you know, he's a, well. This will have already aired, but he's supposed to be on Mad Money. Yeah, we actually talked about that just a minute. Just yeah, in the opening in the segment, opening we segment. talked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. So because oh, okay. we were begging him not to say something that would force <laughs> us to come and re-record the segment. <laughs> Come on, we don't want to come back and that might happen. Yeah, I know, right? Based on what I've been reading, that that could happen. Yeah, it could. It could. He's gonna be like, I think these bikes pedal the wrong direction. (laughs) Starting tomorrow, they're all one thousand dollars more, and you will be paying two hundred dollars a month for membership fees. The end. Yes. So, Barry, how come all the sales on the apparel? I told him to get all that out of here. Yeah. We're starting all over. <laughs> We're hitting the reset button on that, too. Hitting the reset button on apparel, too. <laughs> and I'm an instructor I, now. <laughs> I told them to get me some shoes back. Yes. Don't, we don't know what he's going to say. I don't know. I got my magic pants all picked out. <laughs> <laughs> There's no magic pants anymore. The love is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We magic can't call them magic gone. pants anymore. Oh my god! Ugh. Ugh. I'm distraught. I am distraught. <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess we should pivot a little bit to uh, hydro because yes. they actually have a rower out. And uh, they, <laughs> oh. look at Zings! I'm wondering from Barry McCarthy. Best, Barry McCarthy's going to get McCarthy. He's going to get all mad and be like, "I can't believe you'd say that." I'm be like, "I learned it by watching you, yeah. Dad." <laughs> <laughs> Gloves are off, Barry. Let's bring it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, Barry, you know, you might know how to make gazillions of dollars, but you want to get in the zinger war? Game on, bitch. <laughs> we were nice before. That is all over. You want to be throwing out messages about people I love? Let's go, yeah. Barry. <laughs> well, based on this, maybe he would have loved my parody. Yeah. <laughs> You know that's know. a really good point. <laughs> and a lot Such of t- a good point. He, he really might have. There are a lot of a lot of people that are like that. They're like, no, that's 
That is fair. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he wouldn't have laughed. He would have just went, that's exactly right. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. He does impress me. He's the kind of guy yes. who doesn't laugh. He's the kind of guy that goes, that is funny. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then and then he would follow it up with, John gets me. Yes. John gets me. If I laughed, I would be doing it here. <laughs> Insert laugh. Yes. <laughs> I have a personal assistant. Uh, they do all their, my laughing for me. Donna, could you yes. do some chuckling? Donna, uh, I think uh, I'd like to start with a chuckle and then segue into a medium guffaw. Yeah. And then round it out with a chortle. And then uh, fix the supply chain. Thank you. And then, fix, and then fix the supply chain. Yes. <laughs> That'll be all, Donna. Yes. <laughs> and then you're fired. <laughs> you didn't do it in the right order, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> I threw you the ball in the end zone and you dropped it. You're cut off the team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. Gosh. Share oh. this on the OP. <laughs> oh, I don't think I can. John's like, I'm not going to might get banned. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Uh, you Ooh. share in the echelon group. Yeah. It'll be seen oh, yeah. by tens of people. <laughs> so uh, anyway, back to the topic du jour. Uh, Hydro slaps iFit with a patent lawsuit over Nordatrack rower. This is crazy. What is that? Um, Do they, they own the right to paddles? What is going on? Well, I don't I know. Mean, from what John wrote here, they changed barely anything on their design. And then all of a sudden, Hydro has an issue with like everything. Is that did I sum yeah, it, it up pretty well? You summed it up right. Well, it, it was already odd. Okay, so I posted about this a couple of weeks ago that Nordic Track releases a new rower, and then they say it's the RW nine hundred, and I'm like, didn't they already have an RW nine hundred? <laughs> so then I go look it up, and sure enough, they already have that one. So I'm like, why is it a new rower? It's the same model. Yeah. So they added a few new features and just re-released the same thing they'd already released. Okay. And that re-release is what got Hydro to then go, oh, okay, you're, that, you're patent infringement. We're suing you now. <laughs> but if it was already so, out, how can they do that? I don't get patent I, law. I swear they're making this I, shit up as they go along. I don't get it. The features, I don't remember exactly what those features were, but it seemed like four very basic things. It was like nothing <laughs> that I was like, oh, this is awesome. It like seemed like very simple things. Um, but anyways, we got another lawsuit now. Right. I feel like patent law is like buying a lottery ticket. Like, it's just like, yeah. it's like, well, soon, maybe you'll win, you know, <laughs> might as well try. Right. And if you win, you'll make a lot of money. If not, like, I mean, we're on retainer, whatevs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, but when it's, I saw it, I thought I, when I saw it, I thought, OK, Peloton's about to come out with a rower. Right. I, is, wait a minute. Is. Is Hydro about to start suing Peloton? That like, was where it, I it, went to. I was like, is there any way that they put out a rower without one of the rowing companies being like, you know, we invented strokes? The, the only thing right. I can think of is they've been working on it for so long, so right. long. Is it possible that they filed patents before everybody else got them out on the market? Yeah, could be. Okay, but here's the other thing that is all odd to me. One of Peloton's manufacturers, uh, Rexon, I think. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. Rexon manufactures rowers for iFit and for a, b a bunch of other people. And they have their own pat rower patents. Okay. So they produce their own rower. And so out of the same manufacturing plant, there, there's these rowers being, pat you know, manufactured for a bunch of different people, which 
I don't know where the Peloton rower is being manufactured out of, but I'm assuming it could be fr- through Rexon as well. Sure. So, like, yeah, how does this work? Like, what is patentable? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. This and they're all gets, coming from the same place. This one gets the blue screws. This one gets the red screws. And that's how we keep them non-patentable. <laughs> I put the red screws in that one. Damn. <laughs> don't get it back. <laughs> Oh, you've just ended the company. Oh my gosh. This is this is getting crazy. So yeah, that'll be uh that'll be interesting. We'll learn more about it. Yeah, I'm we should sure start soon. we should start a betting pool like an over under on how long it takes before Peloton gets sued after they release their rower. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that might happen. I say three I, weeks. But I don't know. I don't know anything about what can be. I don't know. I know because I, I really I think they're making it up. I yeah. mean, if if it was already out on the market and I don't like I don't even have a horse in this game. I don't care about hydro. I don't care about Nordic right. track like zero right. zero passion for either. Right? right. But but if it was already out and all they did was add features. I don't right. understand. Well, so, I guess if one of those features was patented. But but to, like to John's point, they were all simple. Yeah. They were simple basic. things. But people patent simple thing I, things all the time, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's true. I was also thinking that it's possible that, you know, iFit is like having financial issues right now. They're struggling and there's a lot going on with them. Like, do, do some of these corporations that just use the courts just to put the pressure on companies that are already struggling? Like, oh, I can't going think on? that they would do something like that. <laughs> that's <laughs> just not fair. That's, just sense, not, that's, that's not very nice. I right, sense some sarcasm. I, <laughs> a little bit. Maybe it's just that. Yeah, no, that would not surprise me at all. Just to kick them when they're down. Maybe we'll be the straw that breaks the camel's back here. Yeah, I you guess know? if you throw right, enough money right. at it and kill them, you know, yeah, like financially, right. when they're already right. in that, that very vulnerable position. Yeah. You, you never know. Yeah. It's well, reasonable. I don't know. And then finally, uh, you noticed an announcement for the Big East Women's Tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had to so use just, yours because you so nicely put all of the information in one place. Everyone else just had the photo. And I was like, right. I love John's announcement because it's so complete and concise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love Jess Sims. I know. And now... She's going to be um, the in-arena host, which she already is for the New York Liberty in New York. But now she's going to be um, in Connecticut at the Big East tournament doing the same thing. So at Mohingan Sun um, Casino. So me and Erica go there often. And so this is kind of exciting for us. We're thinking, well, I, I haven't gotten tickets yet. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm going, but we may. He's saying he probably will, but he doesn't want to I commit. Probably, yes. Also, he doesn't know commit. who's going to hear this and decide they want to see him, and he's going to leave that for a later date. He doesn't want to be inundated <laughs> with fans when he's just trying to watch the game. Uh, no. <laughs> but no, I, I, I truly, I, I haven't really told Erica that I want to go yet. And so I don't want to say I'm going, and then she'd say, you know. We I have plans that day. Plan. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to like, but anyway, if I can go, I'm going to be there. Okay. Well, if you do get to go, we want to hear all about it firsthand. From oh, you. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll let you I'll let you know. But yeah, I'm all excited about it. I'm excited for her. It is. Yeah. very she's, exciting. She's in a different venue, in a different location, doing a similar thing. All for women's basketball still. I think it's all amazing. And anytime I hear advertising and press 
for women's basketball, I, I actually love that. I mean, I've always been a fan of women's basketball for the structure. And, and I, I mean, I, I love the way that they uh, how the way they play because you get to see much more of the fundamentals. Right. And so uh, I wouldn't know yeah, because sports. I watch zero oh, sports, yeah. but, oh, okay. but I love that you're excited about it. And it sounds like yeah, a great thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does anybody, does anybody throw a bucket of confetti on the audience? That's my question. Yeah. Nah, then nah. that's not the kind of basketball I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> he only likes the Harlem Globetrotters. That's that's it. Yeah, you don't. It's no bucket of confetti. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, want to impress me? You want to impress me? Then uh, go on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going to be hard for Jess to do. Yeah. I mean, they don't exist well, anymore. <laughs> here I am. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing that was very odd to me the first time I, I just moved here to Connecticut. So this is like, I don't know, 24 years ago. And I just moved here and I decided to go to a Yukon women's basketball game. And I went with a friend of mine, and Eric is there, and we get there, and the game starts, and I just start, I, you know, they do the national anthem, all that stuff, and I just sit down, and everybody's still standing up, and I'm like, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> the game has started, they're playing. They can we move so I can now. see. Right, and then someone told me, John, stand up, John, stand up. I'm like, what, what? You're not supposed to sit down until they score. Like, <gasps> I'm like, really, what? Well, they what? better like, get it, on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. Run, I knew nothing about the Yukon women at the time, so I'm like, this could be forever. I don't know. They, but they're a really good team. <laughs> so they scored really quickly. And then we, Shoot. then the whole audience, the whole arena sat there. Wow. Well, That's, I guess that is a is cool that, thing to show support. That is, is that really unique cool. for that team, or is that a women's basketball yeah. thing, or? I believe it's unique to Yukon <laughs> women. I, I never been to any other arenas watching uh, uh, college basketball, but I learned that in 1998. I was the one lone person in this crowd of like 12,000 people, and I'm the only one sitting down. (laughs) John. Well, now these days you could just say it's a political protest. (laughs) And you'd be like, I refuse to stand up. You're you're the one who's in the wrong. So I learned, and every time after that, I stay standing. And I look for someone else who's just like me. Yeah, then you get to scold them. How do you not know this? That is so rude. You are the nicest person ever. I bet you search them out and you go over and you're like, hey, just so you know. You're not supposed to. to That's that's kind of frowned upon here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, John. Until, uh, Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook in my group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk Run, Lift, and Live, or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. (laughs) It was good to see you, John. Good to see you. Talk to you later. Bye. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're a hundred percent polarized. And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It is the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. Uh, She was also a five year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and the sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. All right. We have a listener that needs your help. And I'm really curious how you answer this, because I know it's something you struggle with, too. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> is, is, is this about buying Peloton apparel? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great guess, though. A great guess. Uh, this okay. is this is from uh, Mish Ander. And he says that he is staying up too late. He says it is like the working parents revenge for a lack of free time. And unfortunately, it's highly ineffective, too. What do I do? You know, it's funny. I was interviewed for a story about what they now call bedtime revenge. And this is particularly common with working parents who at the end of the day, you finish your work, then you have all this time with your kids, you have time with your partner, and then you're exhausted and you want some time for yourself. And the only time to get it is once everyone is asleep. And I, yes, this is something that I struggle with myself. I love that nighttime when everyone is asleep and I can have me time. Also for me, it's a very creative time. I wrote, I think, three out of four of my books between the hours of 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Wow. Well, my, yeah, so so I I totally get this. One thing that scared me straight <laughs> was I did a master class on sleep where Matthew Walker, who hosts the class, is a sleep expert. 
And I do have to say he scared me pretty bad because he talks about the importance of sleep because I'm someone who I can go on very little sleep. I can operate on three to four hours of sleep for like a decade or two. Like, oh my no, word. Yeah. But what he talked about is how these toxins build up in your brain that make you more likely to be vulnerable to Alzheimer's, to dementia, to all kinds of neurological degenerative diseases. So that is, is certainly an issue to be aware of. And also he, he even cited some research that talked about how even by getting a vaccine, that when they had people getting a flu vaccine, who had slept less than, I believe it was, I think, six hours of sleep a night, that the vaccine was not as effective. What? Wow. Yeah. He looked at a lot of different studies that really scared me. Um, <laughs> so if you need motivation, I do recommend the masterclass on sleep <laughs> with Walker. If you want to be scared. Um, but in terms of how do you get that time? Is it I would do recommend looking at your schedule and looking at where can you get alone time and how can you make boundaries with your family, which is always hard. These are people you love the most. So right. it's hard to say like, Hey, I need time for myself. I remember after I gave birth to my kids when they were like toddlers, when they were babies that I had a ritual when I needed time to myself, I would get in the bathtub and I would watch sex in the city in the bathtub. And like my bathtub is still my thing. Like <laughs> I love watching a show in the tub with my Epsom salt, my rosemary Epsom salt. So for me, that's a great self-care thing. But I think that he needs to figure out what are his top 10 self-care activities that rejuvenate him and where can he fit them besides two o'clock in the morning? And can he carve out time on the weekend if he doesn't get time during the week where he can have some alone time. Because what this usually is really about is alone time. Now, there is one other factor. And I learned this from, again, from Matthew Walker, and I get no money for masterclass for any of this, <laughs> but it's not an ad. But what he said is that 25% of people are night owls, 25% of people are morning larks, and then the other 50% are somewhere in between. They're kind of, I think they're normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a night owl. Like left to my own devices, I'll be up till between two and 4 a.m. And then I would sleep, you know, until like 10, 11 in the afternoon. So a lot of the time we're kind of fighting our natural biology and we kind of have to acknowledge that. And if you don't have kids or if you have a super flexible job, you may want to alter your schedule so that it can work with your natural biorhythm. If that can also work with your family and your lifestyle and your loved ones. But if not, like most people, then you got to work with it and try to be consistent about having a bedtime. And maybe what you do is you curtail the bedtime. So it's not, you know, three in the morning. Instead, it's midnight. So that you have some time to yourself, but it's not excessive. I, yeah, that's it's kind of compromising with yourself, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that. Um, until next time, where can people find you? At Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Um, and also I have a InStyle Magazine column every week called hump day with dr jen where i give advice about sex and relationships wonderful thank you instructors in the news 
Well, Alex Toussaint had quite the showing at the uh, 2022 Ruffles NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. He sure did. I hear that the night, the last class that he did before the game, Mm -hmm. he said, y'all watch, I'm going to win that thing. (laughs) And then he did. He did. He not only did his team win, he was MVP of the whole dang thing. I saw a couple couple clips and it was like... (laughs) He, boy, he knew what he was doing. He did. I mean, uh, at one point I saw John Mills posted that he was like, he was running the whole thing. He was. He was the, he was moving the fastest on that entire court. <laughs> he would like zoom down and zoom back. I don't really know what was happening because we don't watch sports. I just know he made it look really good. There was running and, and, and baskets being made. Exactly. So there were points being scored. That seems to be a... Net positive. Ah, I see what you <laughs> see what did there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to him. It, it, was, it did seem like people were really surprised at how good he was. Yeah. Like, not, I mean, they expect him to be in shape, but that it wasn't just about in shape. It was like he was really good at basketball. Like, like at the, uh, an elite level. Yes. Good. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, he, he crushed it. He absolutely crushed it. Congrats to Alex and the whole team. I had the same reaction from people when I uh, competed in that hot dog eating contest. Did you? Yes. Yeah. They were really surprised. I mean. They were just like, we you- knew that you were a glutton, but this is more than we could have ever hoped for. This is next level. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's good, Tom. Congrats. And Robin Arzan was featured on CBS Morning News. Was it morning or evening? Oh, I thought it was morning. I I'm don't know. confused. I thought maybe it was morning. Oh, or you evening. know what? You know what? There's two separate things. She oh. was. So I think what happened was she did this news thing and then she posted. She was on CBS News. Then she posted on her story that she was going to be on the app last night. Okay. So the next image that you were going to pull up, yeah. that's what that story is showing. Oh. So it's like a replay of this. I'm getting gotcha. it now. I got it. Okay. Um, See, they probably recorded it for the app and then it was like got enough hits that they're like, oh, put it on the actual news. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> I think I think if it's Robin, they knew that was going to yeah. happen. But uh <laughs> at any rate, she had a great interview, yeah. talked about her kind of like backstory of how she got into fitness how she had never been an athlete when she was younger now look at her go yeah being that fitness icon to millions is how they list it it is very impressive and then while we're talking about robin she also had a a post that you found interesting i did find this interesting um you might remember from some of our past conversations that we have talked about i mean instructors have told us in various ways not just you and i but like through various means that they script (laughs) they script their rides right well robin did a very big post saying she does not script it she said during a recent interview she was asked if peloton instructors script out their classes she said what we do is quick notes and bullet points as reminders for things we might want to include. We do not script out the entire class. I just find that interesting because I have heard the exact opposite from other instructors. So you even came across a ride recently where it was live and the closed caption seemed to be showing up before before the instructor was saying the words. Yes. And so that leads me to wonder if perhaps... Robin Arzan's been around long enough to where they changed the process and but they're not going to change it for her. Like they're like, well, what you're doing works and we're not going to mess with it. She's she's like 
above all like she helps the content be decided for the other instructors because right. she's at a she's had as a higher job title so i would think they would all at least be she would be on the same page as what they're doing right like even if she does it differently you would think she would at least be aware they're doing it differently yeah but i don't know and oh. and as far as the the words being different it's also possible there's some kind of delay now sure. like are the live classes not truly live right. anymore are they just slightly time shifted yeah I, because i was taking a a tread class the other day and i I wasn't paying attention to what the caption said, but the clock in the studio had a different time remaining than what I did. It was off by three seconds consistently the entire yeah. time. So that if that could make the the caption show up a little off, you know? Yeah, theoretically, and mm-hmm. you know, and also maybe there are some instructors that choose to script out their entire classes. That like could maybe be. they feel more comfortable knowing it's all been decided, and they don't have to just riff and and say something that they would regret later. That's possible. I don't know. It's just weird because one of the examples that I was given for those classes being scripted was when Robin announced her pregnancy. That was the example given for it being scripted. So I just think it's so weird. (laughs) Just fascinating little things I find. Yeah. And then Tunde was uh, featured on the Today Show. She was. She got to do a whole interview talking about, of course, her upcoming book that's coming out and talking about her past in fitness and how she was not an athlete when she was younger and how look at her now. Very cool. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a, a, a special question for you today. It's a little more philosophical, okay. and it comes from our listener, Karen Diodanto. She says that her nutrition struggle is how the hell to take care of herself and her body while she's taking care of her wife who has esophageal cancer how does she find the strength to do it all she's working out every other day but the nutrition piece isn't good she's doing blue apron meals two times a week otherwise just trying her best oh poor karen first off you know and i have incredible respect for any caretakers out there um that it's taxing both physically and emotionally so Good on you to at least recognize the importance of including yourself in that equation. Um, priorities have to be priorities. So the, the first thing it is you have to give yourself a little bit of a pass and recognize that uh, in your life, in your priority hierarchy, uh, it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. Beyond that, a lot of the same um beneficial life hacks for for my clients that are you know have very particular uh either weight loss or health or fitness goals uh will still apply and it comes down to brevity so what you want is strategies that are going to produce the outcome of you getting clean healthy meals frequently um without it being a cumbersome uh task that's a, a large time sink so since you're already doing Blue Apron, I, I think you're on a, a great, you have a great path there. What I would recommend is standardize it. So have certain meals throughout the day that you prepare for yourself and certain meals that you can just mentally take off your plate. You don't have to have that bandwidth. Now, you don't have to do it this way, but I'll just give you a for instance. For instance, with some of my clients, I have them either using either a chef or a meal prep service or a blue apron or a similar, or they're just going to their 
grocery store, the, the higher end grocery stores with a nice deli section where there's pre made proteins, vegetable medleys, quality carbs, and just getting a you know, pound of this, a pound of that and keeping it in the fridge at home. There's a lot of little ways to be time saving. And I'll often have a client say, okay, for lunch, here is your lunch. This is your routine. And you're going to get these things prepared for you. And we're just going to take it off your plates. You don't have to think about anything and your lunches are taken care of. I want you to make your own breakfast. And while you're making your breakfast, set aside an afternoon snack for the day. I like that because it's very time managed. Most people are able to eat a clean, healthy breakfast without it being a really cumbersome task. If you're having breakfast, preparing a mid-afternoon snack, it won't take long. It won't be too difficult. You can just add that to the docket in the morning. So I'll tell you what my routine is right now in the mornings. Uh, right now, I have uh, some oatmeal that I actually just microwave. I put a little splash of water in the bowl, my oatmeal in it. I throw it in the microwave. I put a little bit of uh, stevia in it. I like the way that tastes. And then I make myself, I have a, a vegetarian protein shake that I use. And I have those two items together. And the reason that I do that, and I, and I also have a few almonds just sitting out in a container on my counter that are always right there. The reason I do that right now is because it takes me exactly 90 seconds to have that breakfast ready to go. I know because while I'm putting the oatmeal in the microwave, I'm grabbing a bite of my almonds and I'm putting my protein powder into a little cup and mixing it up. And I use the same spoon that I mix the protein shake to eat my oatmeal and I have it down to a science and it literally takes me 90 seconds. Why? Because my schedule is such that the first part of my day, I'm rapidly responding. I have clients that have questions. I have some special needs that pop up, some diet adjustments, programs. So I'm really busy the first hour or two after I wake up. That's why I have a routine around brevity in the mornings. I'm not saying that you need to go and have that same breakfast, but find a routine that's consistent for one meal a day. For an afternoon snack, it's just a matter of having the ingredients in your house. I really recommend keeping it simple. Um, personally, I like to do apples, nuts, and jerky. Uh, some people just do uh, fruit and nuts, and that's a great combo because it's really quick and simple. Think about snacks that are not only healthy, but also you want the attributes of being quick to prepare or pack with you. You want them to be low perishable. That's especially for our listeners who are on the go and outside of their houses. You want something that's portable and it's not highly perishable. So you can literally just keep it in the car, in the glove box or whatever, and that are not messy and have a lot of cleanup. So do I love cottage cheese and strawberries as an afternoon snack? Yes, I do. I think that's a great afternoon snack. Do I recommend it? Not for clients that are on the go. For them, I want, I want them to have something that's a little bit quicker, a little bit less cleanup. So something like a, an apple and a handful of almonds works really good. So if you have that strategy, then what you can do at dinner is give yourself a little bit of breathing room and say, I am going to not eat something unhealthy for dinner. But instead of defining exactly bite for bite what that needs to be right now, uh, just be resolved to have a clean, consistent dinner 
wherever you're at, whatever ingredients you're using, just avoid sugars, avoid a lot of fried stuff or general junk food. And if you do that, now you have a whole routine just by hitting breakfast and afternoon snack, a whole routine in place. And you'll be amazed at how that will give you energy throughout the day because you are a busy person and uh, you need to keep your energy up. You need to take care of yourself. And the answer is not just not eating. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yep. thank you very much for, for all of those tips. We greatly appreciate it. And, uh, and Absolutely. if people would like stuff tailored for them, uh, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Peloton Artist Collaboration. I feel like we've talked about this for like eight weeks in a row, but there's an artist collaboration with a tribe called Quest. It's finally happening this week. It's just because it got bumped and we found out about it a little bit before because they had also put out like kind of a teaser like they did with Taylor Swift. Right. Then everybody figured out who it was. Then they kind of bumped them for Mary J. Blige. Then now it's finally their week. So uh, there's like six different classes. People are super stoked, including John. We should have teased him while he was on. He is. <laughs> he says he's going to every single class. He is so excited about it i'm so happy for him it's so cool whenever uh they they mix up the artists like that so that you have like different people being excited about different collaborations i really love that absolutely it's also nice to see peloton is letting people say tribe again True. You know, um, I know we don't have a picture of it, but I should also mention that Peter Tong was also a collaboration this week. And um, it was some of the instructors from the UK, I guess, that he is a huge deal in the UK. He has been a person like a, a DJ over there. No, it's not DJ. No, 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 no. Uh, like club music. Oh, like EDM? Yeah. Club music for like a long time. Gotcha. He's like a god of music over there. So it was very exciting for people who who listen to that kind of music, grew up listening to it. So just kind of on that point, it's cool that they have such a variety. Absolutely. In case you missed it. We have a new collection that has dropped in Europe and will be hitting here shortly. If it actually hit. Oh. It already hit. This was like from two days ago. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Never mind. You see how much attention I paid, especially to apparel. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I did include this for a reason, though. I thought it was interesting. This is the first time in a long time, like a long time that there has been apparel that is unique. Um, and so the gingham check mm-hmm. is very different than anything that they've done for a long time. Uh, and there's there was a lot of stuff that dropped, but this one just kind of caught my eye in particular. Uh, people are buying it up very quickly. I'm seeing it all over Instagram with the instructors. All the instructors are wearing it. They're very excited about it. Oh, awesome. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, totally. While we're speaking of apparel. Yes, uh, this week. So by the time that this airs, it'll be the last day. So if you hear this. On the day it comes out. Then you will want to go jump over to your computer and buy this right away. But if you spend $150 in the Peloton store online, you get a Peloton mug. And if you spend $250, you get a Peloton mug and a sweat towel set and a water bottle. Pretty cool. Dennis Morton had a bit of a uh, throwback post. He did. He talked about how it was his favorite ride from April of 2021, a 30-minute white striped ride and he says it was one of his favorite bands and one of his favorite rides i thought it was just a fun post yeah totally the german instructors want you to know that fifth season is upon us what is fifth season you ask i do ask well it is carnival 
It's called Fifth Season in Germany. Okay. So they have, so Peloton put together some workouts with Marcel and Eric that are going to be unique classes. And those are coming up very soon. Uh, we have one on the 24th of February. So again, by the time you hear this, it'll have happened. And that is a run. And there's also a ride with Eric uh, coming up as well. So if you want to celebrate Fifth Season, you can do so. You can party yourself fit. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally there's a new instagram frame for german instructors yeah i i just feel like this is strange that it looks so different than the american one yeah. i i don't know if that means that they're going to update the american one because a while back they had where you could like edit it and do things to it mm -hmm. then that feature went away and i thought it was going to come back but it hasn't yeah. yet so i don't know what it means but right now there is a different frame if you have the German instructors. Interesting. So. Yeah, I wonder if like it's going to roll out or if they're going to come up with like different looks for each country. That's so, what I'm wondering. So there's an instantaneous identifier that this ride is American, this ride is Australian, etc. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Hmm. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Erica McLean. Hey, Erica, how's it going? Hey, guys. Going good. So glad to have you here. So we have to kind of go back in the archives. Now, how did you first find out about Peloton and when was that? Oh, gosh. It had to have been about three and a half years ago. Okay. And one of my good friends from college was Peloton and still is Peloton obsessed. So I've been like a teacher and a trainer, exercise physiologist for a long time. So I've been at gyms and training facilities. So I never really did much home workouts. Yeah. And uh, my friend was just like harping on me, like you need to get a Peloton. So I did, I started off with a bike and like immediately like was obsessed. <laughs> Allie Love is like my best friend. Um, does does then, Allie know that? I mean, I DM her all the time. So I have <laughs> um, and then they came out with the tread and I'm like a huge runner. So a lot of people asked me, are you going to get the Peloton tread because you love to run? And I had another treadmill, but like really wanted the Peloton tread. <laughs> so a year and a half later, my husband surprised me, got me the tread and I'm literally hooked. I have my Bex Gentry flocking flamingos behind me. Awesome. And Peloton is just, I love it. Do you have the tread <laughs> or the tread plus? I actually have the tread plus. Okay. Uh, a well, collector's item. It is a collector's yeah. item. Who knows it when is. it's going to be back on the market? I yeah. have no doubt it will be, but it's like the big question mark right now. I love mine. I wouldn't give I it up it. for the world. So, Same. <laughs> well, but if you got love the world, it. you would have all the other tread pluses. I'm just saying, I'm gaming it out. That's true. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. No problem. Super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is an exercise physiologist? I saw that. I hear you say it, but I don't know what it means. So basically, in a nutshell, it's just like a kinesiology type major. And a lot of athletes and a lot of people like in the science field that don't want to be, I don't want to say doctors, but they commit to being exercise or want to be an exercise physiologist, sports trainer, stuff like that. Like Matt Wolpers would be a dope exercise physiologist because he's just amazing at what he does. So you could either go the training route or you could go to the hospital route where I ended up going and I did cardiac stress tests mm. for both inpatient and outpatient. Big Poppy was there um, <laughs> for the community over at one of the hospitals in Boston. 
and I was there and training at the same time and teaching at the same time. And I'm like, I should just become a nurse because I'm in the hospital. And so that's from there, I went to becoming a nurse and kind of combined everything together. Okay. So are you still a trainer? Do you still train people? So since COVID hit, I stopped as I was training a lot of people in my home gym. Okay. And when COVID hit, it kind of put a damper on it. And I was also too at a training facility as well. And they closed down. So since then, I haven't trained people myself, but I'm just like a big, huge activist with fitness and all of that good stuff. It's like in my blood. So you've always been an active person. Literally, I think I have undiagnosed ADHD. Like I can't sit down. So yeah, Mm -hmm. super. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hey, use it to your advantage, right? Weaponize. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good way to twist it because some people don't know what to do with all that energy. So might as well get it out with exercise. That's fabulous. Exactly. All right. So now we got to switch gears. So these tarot readings. Now tell me about that. I need to know the background. Where did this start? How did you get into this? Okay. So... I'm obviously like I had many hats. I wear many hats, I guess, other than all the things that I do. But ever since I was young, like I've had tarot cards. My great aunt was a tarot reader and I was just like super fascinated with all that stuff. But then you grow up, you go to college, you start off in the real world and you're just too busy. Yeah. And so when COVID hit, I was still in the hospital taking care of patients and so much like spiritual and tarot and like this sounds so weird and woo woo. And you're going to be like, Erica, you're like the weirdest person ever, but like mediumship stuff came, which happened when I was younger too. And it was just kind of like telling me like, you need to do a different route. Like, I think it's time to like spread your wings and do a different career. So last January, I left the hospital and I focused more on tarot stuff and spiritual stuff and took classes and all of that stuff. So I kind of dove right in there And that, along with fitness, has been like my saving grace through this pandemic. Okay, so explain to me how a class works for tarot, because so much of what people read and interpret from tarot, the little I know about it, so correct me if I'm wrong on any of my understanding here, is that it's like a bit subjective because it's how you interpret the reading. So like, how do you take classes on something like that? Exactly. So the tarot, and I have one right here, so I'm just going to show it to you. Okay. There's many different tarots. Like I have the Golden Girl Tarot, like the Disney Villain Tarot, like you name it, I have them. (laughs) But they consist of a bunch of cards, major arcana, minor arcana, and you just have to basically like be familiar with the card spread and know like kind of what the cards mean. But everyone and a lot of readers have like their own different interpretations of the cards. And the longer that you read them, the more these like certain cards mean to you, like it might mean something different to one person than the other. So with the tarot cards and then with my like intuition that I just feel like I have, like things that I just think of and whatever in my readings, I'll go off on that and kind of give my clients like a little knowledge about what could be coming in with the future or like what problems. And I keep it all positive because I'm like so anti-negative. So every reading that I have is positive. It's like happy readings. Okay. But what if you see something that's not, I mean, not everybody has happy things in their future. Yes, I know. So that actually, to be honest, hasn't really happened to me yet because I think I keep such an optimistic outlook on the whole thing. Yeah. And if it did, 
I would never say to somebody anything negative, never, because it's not my job to. And the whole reason with the tarot is it's a way that you could go if a path that you could take, if you chose to do one certain thing, you always want to like remind the person that you're reading that this is just what could happen if they you still, do X, Y, and Z. They still have control. Exactly. And that's what everybody needs to know because I feel like it was so woo-woo back in the day and people were scared of it. And now I'm seeing more and more people like so interested, like people DMing me. Like I even have like reality stars, a couple of them are DMing me and they're like, oh my gosh, can I have a tarot reading? And I'm like, sure. You know, I mean, because <laughs> I feel like everyone's just like, they get so excited and it's just something not as weird. It's not like I'm pulling out in a Ouija board and like <laughs> being like, all right, let's like see what we have here. It's not like that. Okay. I feel like, like all I know is what I see in the movies and stuff, but Same. I feel like with tarot cards, it's always like the bad cards mean good things and the good cards mean bad things. It's like somebody pulls out and it's like, oh, it's death. And there's a corpse hanging upside down. Like, no, that means rebirth. Everything's cool. And then it's like, and then you get the one that's like butterflies and they're like, well, you're fucked. <laughs> no, I know. And seriously, though, I like the death card. The death card is all about rebirth and it's like starting anew. And when I get that, it's kind of exciting. And that's what I tell people when they're freaking out. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, what card is that? I would be like, that just sounds like something you say to make people feel better. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, when it rains in your wedding day, that's good luck. <laughs> no, it's not. Good luck would be it not raining. That's- I know you're so right, but. I mean, along with the cards that I get and with like intuition, like I just feel like I'll think of things. And like when I was younger, I'd be like, why am I thinking of that? Or I'll have like random dreams that like literally things have come true after my dreams. And I'm like, what was that? So I feel like with the cards, give me like a little bit of help. I take it with a grain of salt, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So how do you do tarot readings like online? Because I thought you had to like touch the cards and do a thing. We know nothing about this, so I'm sorry you have to educate us. Terrible put out COVID protocols. So it's COVID protocol. So so some of my like close friends, like lately, since things have died down in the past couple months, would come to my house and do it, or I'd go to friends' houses that they'd have a couple people over and whatever. But that's like as much as I do. I won't have like a stranger in my house. Sure. Because I don't know. But I do a lot of Zoom and I do a lot of FaceTime. But the thing is with the cards and a lot of readers will tell you this, that some people don't even like other people to touch their cards. Like they would rather almost pull them themselves because it's kind of like what they think they should pull. When I'm one-to-one with someone, I for sure let them pull. But it really doesn't matter in like the grand scheme of things. Hmm. Some people might tell you it does, but for the most part, it's not a big deal. Okay. Fascinating. So could you do like a reading for Peloton? Is that a thing? Can you do that? Is that possible? Yes. Like I have things come to me all the time and I'm like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I'm like, oh, like that did happen. You know, (laughs) things that I think of right now, like something that I was thinking today and like, I don't want to go out and say it because if it doesn't happen, I don't want to be like, oh, Erica McLean said this and it didn't happen. (laughs) But I mean, things will just come to me, especially when I'm like running because it's like almost like meditation. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I do, I do have a lot of things like outlooks for it. And then I'm like, I said, I'll look back and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I totally called that. Okay. Well, let's tear some Peloton predictions. Come on. Okay. So you could be the new Peloton prophet. Yeah. If this doesn't happen, it will happen in the future. But Bex Gentry is one of my girls. She doesn't really know. Well, she does, but she doesn't, you know, and I love her and I try to take her live runs. 
And so I was taking her 45 minute endurance today. And I'm like to myself, this Bex is getting engaged. Like she's going to the Canary Islands this weekend or for Christmas. And I'm like all day, I could just have this feeling that this is going to happen to her. Now, whether it happens in the Canary Islands or whether it happens in like a New York bar in like four months, I don't know, but I feel like it's something that's going to be happening like so soon. Like she's like right there. I feel like there's a lot of good news coming for her. Okay. Um, Should we date stamp this? So yeah. in case it happens, All right, so this is between December. the time we recorded and the time this yes. airs, this, is de- this interview is taking place on Thursday, December 23rd. Yes. Yeah, look at that. There's, Tom's got it up there. Yeah, up on my <laughs> like phone. Said, like, if it doesn't happen on that day, I don't want to be like, oh, she was wrong, but I just feel she's like saying, I don't just... add her. That's what she's yeah. saying. Don't at me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, like maybe, only remember maybe... the ones I get right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a feeling that there's just so much more coming for them. And I know they were talking about the rower. And I do think that's definitely something that's going to come into fruition within the next year. I definitely do see that. But I feel like there's going to be a lot more stuff, like maybe even on the treadmill, like more things. Because I know they went into the boot camps and they have that. But I feel like there might be something else and I can't put my mind on it. But I just feel like it's such a big thing right now. Everyone has one. And I'm going to draw some cards too, just to help me. Okay. Um, But I feel like there's almost going to be not like another type of boot camp, but something else. And it could be compared with like yoga or something like that. But I just see a lot of new things. Like, first of all, John Foley, I'm always roading him and being like, John Foley, just hire me on the tread. I'll just teach you class. I'll teach the dopest 90s class because (laughs) I love the 90s. And I also don't know if there's going to be like another partner coming in. Like I see like another female type energy coming in to kind of like make everything more prettier and more attractive. Not that it's not attractive right now, but just come out there and it's like, wow. And then there's more people. So like, are you seeing that as like specific to the tread? Are you saying like Peloton in general? I'm seeing Peloton in general. Mm -hmm. I do think the tread is going to have a lot more acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Because I just have that feeling. I just think more and more and more people that I talk to are just getting it. My cousin just got the tread. One of my best friends just got the tread. And I just, such a big come on. I think that the tread plus two is going to make its way back. I do at some point. Okay. So we've got the tread plus coming back. We've got some kind of female energy. We've got something new coming with the tread. Okay. What else are you thinking? I think that this year in 2022, when we go back, everything in Peloton is just going to flow easily. And like, you know how we had that whole thing with the Tread Plus and how they stopped selling them because of the tragic accident that happened and everything. I feel like it was just like a wonky year for Peloton and Peloton for everyone. But I feel like 2022 is going to be like a dope year for them. And like I said, I think more things are going to happen. And I think that in this year, they possibly might get the Tread Plus back. And the things are going to flow. And I think you're going to find exciting new things happening with the instructors, like new things coming up. I think there's going to be more engagements. I think a couple instructors might have babies. Mm -hmm. I just see like fun, exciting stuff happening that the community is super psyched about. Wow. More pillow babies. So now do you have any instructors who might be on that list? Because we have a lot of instructors that have gotten engaged. We have a lot of instructors that either just got married or will be married in the next year. So like, is there anybody on your list? Because I know people are really rooting for a Ben and Leanne baby. (laughs) 
Like that's going to yeah, be the most beautiful baby. Like the They're the, definitely going to have a baby. I like picture them having a boy, but like not until the end of 2022, like oh. getting pregnant. I oh, think okay. like I think they need to get married and they need to like have their fun okay. go on like a super fun honeymoon. But I think you'll definitely hear news for a baby for them, like maybe either next year at this time or maybe next January, February ish. Same thing with Allie Love. Like, I feel like Allie Love's still enjoying her time. She's got so many things that she's good at. But I think in the next year, you're going to hear something about that as well. Sometimes I feel like Robin's not done either. And I wouldn't be surprised if she... Like another baby? Had another baby. Holy cow. Mm. Now that groundbreaking right there. That's a hot take. Whoa. And it might not happen, but I could see... Besides being an amazing coach and like the things that she says that just like you get out of a class and you feel like amazing mentally too. I just think she's fit the role as a mother is doing a super job and just loves it. And I just think that it is a possibility. I could see it being on the table for them. Okay. And when you say 2022 is going to be a dope year for Peloton, like, are you thinking that some of this like legal stuff will go away? That'll kind of smooth itself out. Maybe the stock market, the stock might go back up or is that a possibility? Yeah. Like I'm seeing them just having a better year all around. Let's hope. And like less negativity. (laughs) It's been a rough one. So that would be good. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. I think this is going to be a great year for them. I do see that there might be an instructor. I don't know who you may hear of an instructor walking away and (gasps) taking on a new career. What? So I don't know if that's here. I don't know if that's in London. I don't know where it is. But in this year, 2022, you might see someone just stepping down. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've got Robin and her husband potentially having a baby. We've got Ben and Leanne potentially having a baby the end of next year or getting pregnant the end of next year. Yes. Pregnant, uh, yes. I don't see them rushing. Right. Okay. Allie Love, same thing sometime in the next year. Then we've got a more positive stock market. We've got more positive news just for Peloton in general and potentially an instructor walking away. Now, are you getting a feeling of like tread, bike, anything like that? When you asked me, the first thing that came to me was tread. But then I'm thinking, no, bike. So I don't know if it's someone that does both. Oh, I don't know because I don't want to be like, guess on this one. And I don't see it being like a bad walking awake because they're mad at something. I just think that there's something better that they know that they have to go and accomplish. Interesting. Okay. Tom, do you have any other specific questions for her about the readings? You're good at thinking of stuff like this. I I don't. Yeah. Will we finally get a monkeys artist series? I feel like that's a no. Monkeys? Oh my gosh. I would love the monkeys. I <laughs> love them. I don't know. But like, I literally want to write to John Foley and tell him you need to make a monkeys, whatever it is, because I love them. You do that. You reach out to him. Let us know. I'm going to reach out. Okay. Let us know. That would be great. I will. <laughs> Maybe Tom would take a class. Would you take a class if they did it? I uh, probably not. Because she could use that as leverage with Mr. Foley. I don't so. want to sway. Like, oh, I, I have I see. to remain impartial. I see. So mm-hmm. they need to choose because the monkeys are wonderful not to get to me. I see. Because I'm sure they <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Probably, I'm sure. but I'll try. I'll reach out. Okay. What about the guide coming out? Do you have any thoughts about that? Any feelings? Anything? The thing is with Peloton to me is... Basically, it's like the bike and the tread. I mean, because we have our tonal, right? And so I feel like a lot of people are doing that. I think that people will use, because you're talking about the new strength thing that's coming yeah, out, Yeah, right? absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
I think people will use it. Like my friend that I had told you about, she's always trying new things. I know for sure she will. I think that people will use it, but I don't think it's going to be as such of a hot commodity as like the trend. Yeah. Personally, I definitely agree with that. And we'll continue with the interview. But if anything comes back, like if you feel any feelings, feel free to I'll let you know, too, because that happens. Sometimes if I'm on the spot, it's like, oh, my gosh. But then sometimes just things like come into my mind. It's and... like when someone tells Tom to be funny. He can't. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, pressure. I know, you just, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it just happens. and Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You're like, well, now what? <laughs> what am I supposed to? Waka waka. <laughs> Of course, Waka Waka makes oh me giggle, God. so that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> so now for people who don't know, what's your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is Fit Mom Erica. So do you want to know something funny that I always see your name? And you know what I always think it says? And I have to do a double take. What? Fit Mom of America. <laughs> people say that to me. And I'm like, can I change my name? <laughs> no, it's great. It's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just your brain wants to make patterns. And so it's like fit mom America. Like every time I see it, that's what I think. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, nope, that's Erica. <laughs> yep. People, so many people have said that to me, but I can't change it now because I'm like, I'm in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they know me, the instructors, I guess. I hope. Well, they do. And I mean, if you're DMing them, they know you and you have yeah. the Instagram name the same too. So like you really can't change it. Gotta because... maintain your branding. Exactly. You can't go changing yeah, that. You'd exactly. have to change everything. So exactly. That's too much stress. Was that just because like you're a fit mom and your name's Erica? Was there anything else so to that? That wasn't even my Peloton name that I had as my Instagram name because a lot on my page, I do a lot of fitness stuff. And at the time I was teaching and training. And so people would always go to my page and they would try different workouts. Sometimes I would do live workouts. So it just kind of stuck. And then when I was with Peloton, I'm like, I'm just going to use the same name. Like, I don't want to confuse anybody. Right. So I just stuck with that name. And then here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that Instagram informed Peloton instead of the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> we don't hear that often. And what about instructors? Like you've named a few, which would you consider as your all-time favorite? So like my bestie that like I would love to go out just have like a martini with is Selena. I love Selena. She's so great. I just love her. And I definitely am part of like the Selena squad. You might find me on that as a hashtag. Another instructor who I love is Maddie Majakova. Oh my gosh. Maddie is the best. I love Maddie so much. His energy. <laughs> I don't care how bad of a day I'm having. If I take one of his classes, I am laughing by the end. It's amazing. Like what dying. He does. Like <laughs> I love them all, but those two, I could have any type of day and just like a day. I don't feel like doing anything. I put them on and it's like, all right, we're going, let's go. That's funny that they're both runners that really push you in that way. Now, do you have like a favorite on the bike as well? On the bike, Maddie Wilpers is like my secret <laughs> boyfriend, even though I'm married. I just like love him. He's like a little care bear. You know, I love him. So he's one person who I like tend to take a lot of classes with. But Robin and Tunde, Robin's energy is just, I can't. And Tunde is just dope. I love her. <laughs> Tunde, she's another one that no matter how bad of a day you're having, you come out not necessarily laughing like I do with Maddie, but feeling like you can accomplish anything. Like she just makes exactly. you feel like so empowered by the end of a class. She's fabulous. Yes. Gosh, exactly. So many great instructors. <laughs> so do you have any advice for people that are just entering the world of Peloton? Oh my gosh. Like they don't even know what they're in for. Like, are they ready? <laughs> because I just feel like 
they might be nervous, right? Like every new person is with Peloton because of the leaderboard. They're scared. What if I'm not where I'm supposed to be? I think new people need to just shut that off, slide it away. Bye-bye. And start off slow and do their own thing and take as many different people's classes as you can, because that's how you're going to find out like who you love and who drives you. So I think that's super important. And it's all about consistency. You just show up, you get better. That's right. Absolutely. Very good advice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your holiday to join yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Recording this right before Christmas Eve. So. Yeah. It's the Eve of Christmas Eve. Yes. <laughs> it's the Eve of Christmas Eve. Yep. <laughs> so before we let you go, remind everybody like where they can find you in all the various places. All right, y'all. So you can all find me at Fit Mom Erica. I'll spell it for you. F-I-T-M-O-M-E-R-I-C-A on Instagram. That's basically where I am. Or on the leaderboard. Same thing. Fit Mom Erica. High five me. I'll high five you back. And that's about it. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys have a great holiday. You too. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Uh, We have a very special interview next week. You might remember a while back we talked about uh, the show. Remind me of how to say the name. I always say it in the wrong order. The Sex Life of College Girls. Yes. Well, one of the showrunners, the writer of the show, Justin Noble, is a huge Peloton fan, and he is joining us. So I'm very excited about that interview. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I should say, too, I misspoke. It's Sex Lives of... Of college girls sex lives right because okay. there's more than one girl and there's more than one girl with a sex life yes so yes it, i guess it would be kind of a boring show if there was only one girl with a sex life well, well, i'm just saying <laughs> but uh but yeah and we we talk about his show we talk about him working with mindy kaling we talk about is it kaling kaling i always feel like i say it wrong i think it's kaling kaling and we also talk about oh. that title makes you feel weird when you google it yep Yeah, yep. (laughs) Got to do some explaining to your wife sometimes is why you're Googling college girls and sex. So I'm really glad they finally came out with a show called that. Thank you, Justin. So (laughs) until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere on the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch all these uh, in HD glory. And also, sometimes when the show's delayed, the YouTube channel comes out first. That's true. Just a little little tip buried here at the very end of the show where nobody listens. No one will ever hear it. So so, anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling. And running. 